Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to talk about a common misconception that men have about sex drives and specifically their wife's sex drive. And uh, that's always a winning a winning hook so that you will uh, want to engage in listening to the episode. So before that, though, I must tell you again, as always, subscribe. I have so much more content than you realize if you're not a subscriber. And a lot of it is really awesome, and I'm sure some of it is not, but <laughs> but I try. So anyway, subscribe. It's $8.99 a month. And if you like listening to me for free, then you're going to like having about a quarter more content. All right, so... Um, oh, and the most recent episode was on how remarriage, divorce and remarriage changes how you view uh, the idea that being a good wife also makes you a good, being a good mother or father somehow also makes you a good spouse. It really, really disconnects those variables. And even without divorcing, just listening to me talk about this epiphany that people have post-divorce, it can really help you gain a different uh, perspective on implicit uh, assumptions that you may have had about the overlap between those variables of, you know, spousehood and parenthood. Okay, so today we're going to talk about when men say, and the manosphere, you know, implicates the role of the man in the woman's sex drive too much. And so it, it, it amplifies this message. And men think that if they are just better somehow, then their wife will have a higher sex drive. And they also think that, therefore, if their wife does not have a high sex drive, then it is their fault. And, or it means she's not attractive. Or it means she's cheating, despite that 87% of women don't cheat. And 80% of men don't cheat. Um, but she, there's something wrong. And I talked about this in my sex freeze tag analogy about, like, you know, you could go back and listen to that podcast about the man whose son asks him to play freeze tag and um, when he doesn't want to because he's a fucking adult and he's tired, the son says you must be playing freeze tag with someone else. And that is as absurd as when the man says to his low libido wife, you must be fucking somebody else. She's not. Um, <laughs> in, again, 87% of cases. But but anyway, and those are from the Institute for Family Studies, the only, the most recent and only data I could really get that goes about cheating and and whatever, don't, if, if you are gonna, like, write in, actually, my podcast listeners are, are uh, much more intellectual, let's say, than my um, Facebook main page followers, so I do not think you will do this, but do not email me with the New York Post article, whose headline is, women uh, cheat as often as men, because in that whole damn thing, you cannot find any data that back that up at all, except for polls that say that, like, basically women are attracted to other guys or something, or like, you know, within the subset of people who have affairs, you know, it, like, it just isn't any data that ever, no one can find data that shows that women cheat more than men, because they don't, because uh, they don't have as high sex drives, because they're having babies, you know, because they don't have testosterone, etc., etc., etc. Anywho, um, so anyway, let me put it to you like this. Does your wife having a lower libido make you have a lower libido? No, it doesn't, you know? It just fucking doesn't. It doesn't. You have the same drive pretty much no matter what. 
do you want to have sex with her as much? No, she's not that fun. You know, I mean, she kind of hates sex. But that probably means that you jerk off a lot to porn despite me telling you not to. And despite me saying that if you didn't do that, you could bring all of that energy and even that anger, which is a motivating variable, into your marriage and finally get into the couple's counseling that you need to actually rectify the situation. But that's another aside. But it doesn't impact your drive. It's not just because she doesn't want to have sex with you that you don't look at the Starbucks barista and want to have sex with her or want to, you know, use Pornhub for hours. Of course it doesn't. That seems absurd, doesn't it? That her sex drive would somehow make your sex drive into the same sex drive as her. That she would somehow impact you like osmosis in this way. Doesn't that seem preposterous that she would have some impact, anything that she did? So let's put it like this. So what if you put on like a nice outfit and she said, I don't like that shirt and your feelings were hurt. If you're a preoccupied attachment guy, your feelings may well be hurt. Does that impact how much you want to have sex? If she then were to drop off the face of the earth tomorrow, would you be celibate? Because you had received an insult from her and now you don't just don't want to have sex anymore because it puts you in a bad mood. No, 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 no. Your sex drive is its own thing. So thus, possibly you now see where I'm going with this, her sex drive is her own thing. It has to do with her. The amount of sex that she wants in a week is a variable that predates you. It has nothing to do with you. It certainly also doesn't have much to do with, although it does, like kind of... Uh, analogously, it does with the honeymoon stage, such that women with a low libido probably wanted sex in the honeymoon stage once or twice a week. And women with a high libido now wanted sex in the honeymoon stage once or twice a day. But, but nobody remains the same after the honeymoon phase. So everybody drops and they drop analogously to however they were in the honeymoon phase. Not that anybody knows that. And not that it's your fault that you didn't know it because she didn't know it and nobody knows it. Because that's not the sort of thing that, you know, really makes people, you know, buy uh, tickets to romance, to rom-coms, because nobody wants to know about that, because people delude themselves, and that's totally normal part of being a human. But anyway, back to the point. Her sex drive is her sex drive. It doesn't have to do with how hot you are. It doesn't have to do with how cool you are. It doesn't have to do with you, like, inspiring dread, which I have a podcast about, oh, it's so ridiculous, or being a man of mystery, or like any of this bullshit. Her sex drive is her sex drive. Her sex drive is her sex drive. The only difference is when there is a real, somewhat of a biological uh, renaissance of the honeymoon phase, such as if you were to start cheating, right? So before she gets all her shit together to dump you, then she might have more sex with you. That's hysterical bonding. And it usually goes on for a couple of weeks, and then the woman wakes up, and she's like, what in the hell am I doing, you know? And then you go to couples counseling, and then she leaves, or if she's real fucked up, then she, you know, like, uh, takes longer ambiguously to leave. Or maybe she forgives you, and you turn into, like, a better person, and uh, your marriage is great. But guess what? Her sex drive in that great marriage is going to be whatever her sex drive was before. So then you say, well, then what is the point in being a nice guy and in doing the chores and in, you know, whatever, whatever. I mean, some not everybody's an asshole. Not everybody's looking to do tit for tat. But I'm saying, I do say, you know, in my chore play thing, chore play works for certain women. Which women? Women that are still into the marriage and that have at least a normal libido and a positive attitude towards sex. So here is what can be impacted. Her natural drive cannot be impacted, right, much. 
unless her drive is is artificially low because of trauma history, you know, or something like that. But that isn't really drive. That's like something else. So let's assume just that there's no trauma history. Because if she does have a trauma history, then you want to get her into therapy that addresses sexual trauma, right? Because then she kind of doesn't really know what her drive is, right? But anyway, um, so let's say that it's a situation where she's not. So she has pretty healthy attitude towards sex in general, you know, and but she wants sex twice a week. Pretty much that's like her natural thing. It doesn't matter how hot you are. She's going to want sex twice a week. But it doesn't matter how much chores you do or whatever. Her body's going to want sex twice a week. However, I've taught you about responsive desire. And if she feels good about the relationship, she may decide to get herself in the mood on other days. How would she do this? By hanging out with you and being close to you and deciding that she's going to shower at a different time and get stuff done with the kids at a different time because in her mind she's thinking that things have been going so well. I know that I like sex when I start. I've been listening to Dr. Psych Mom and I'm going to get in the mood tonight too. Things are just going great between us. That still doesn't mean her body wants to have sex more than twice a week. Like, like it doesn't matter. You know, like it doesn't matter. Also, she her her body wants to have sex twice a week, even if you're like a total douchebag. And then she doesn't want to have sex with you, right? But like if you acted better, then instead of using the vibrator twice a week, then she'd be having sex with you twice a week. But her body still wants to have sex twice a week. This is what guys don't understand. So let's say they want to have sex every day. Is that impacted by anything your wife does? No. No, 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 you know? I mean, if if it's very difficult between you, then as I have a podcast about that, you, you know, your husband may not want to have sex because you are hot, but you're also quite difficult. So there are certainly situations where the man doesn't want to have sex because he's not attracted, but there's also situations where when you're asleep, he's attracted to you, but when you're awake, you guys fight so much that he couldn't possibly be attracted to you. So in those cases, he doesn't want to have sex with you, but wait, he still does want to have sex however much his body wants to have sex. So guys have to understand, like many guys, especially preoccupied attachment guys, take their wife's sex drive personally as though the woman's drive somehow responds differently to them. No, when she ovulates, kind of it doesn't matter. You know, like if it, if you're like cute or not cute or like acting nice or not acting nice, you know, then she just kind of wants to have sex. If you really act like an asshole, then she doesn't want to have sex with you, but her body still wants to have sex. You cannot change somebody's innate drive. They can decide to try to get in the mood more frequently than their drive allows, and certainly they should for the sake of the marriage. If they are a person who, let's say, wants it once a week and you're a person who wants it every day, then yeah, you should get somewhere in the middle. And she's a hell of a lot likelier to do that if she feels happy overall, and if she's talking to a therapist that... talks about sex, you know? So again, as I mentioned many times, if you're in couples counseling where there's this superstition that as things improve emotionally, somehow her drive is going to increase, well, that's bullshit, you know? And so she has to be educated about responsive desire. As I discussed 50 million times, there's no great conspiracy where women decide that after the honeymoon stage, they're going to turn off their drive. They are shocked and they assume, as most people do, before looking at an internal attribution or a biological attribution, we look to an external attribution. Oh my God, it must be because he's an asshole. 
you know, and you know, he was an asshole last week. I remember he was, so must be that, you know, and that's what they think. That's what they genuinely think. And that's what the guy thinks too. The guy, but he doesn't think because I'm an asshole. He thinks I'm not hot enough. I'm not muscular enough. I'm not exciting enough. I'm not like her old college boyfriend that she told me they were so, in, you know, uh, ex exploratory. So he does the overly personal attribution. She does an overly personal attribution. The person they're both blaming is him. And he thinks that if he were different, her drive would be higher. And she thinks if he were different, her drive would be higher. And I'm here to tell you that's a load of bullshit. Just like if she liked you more, her drive to eat doesn't change, you know? It is a natural biological thing. She remains at a set point in her weight, usually, unless she's pregnant or, you know, there she's depressed or something. But generally, she remains, if she started out at 150 pounds, she kind of stays at 150 pounds pretty much, you know. And she eats enough. Her body knows how much do I eat to maintain being at this weight. And if I eat less one day, then I want to eat more the next day. That's how homeostasis works, right? And it's why people have set points with their weight. And she has a set point with her libido as well. And it does not have to do with you. Where you can, though, move the needle is whether or not she wants to try to have sex more than her natural drive would allow such as in the week before her period where she feels kind of like shit and doesn't want to even talk to you, then if you were perceived to be working on the marriage and doing all the things she wants and to be a really great guy and she also understood about responsive desire, then she could initiate sex anyway and or respond to your initiation because she is trying to put in a good faith effort. She understands the biological nature of responsive desire, which if you are a somehow recent listener that doesn't understand about responsive desire, I have a whole podcast on responsive desire. It's important. And, or multiple podcasts, I believe, and a post as well on drpsychmom.com. So the point is, if she's educated about these variables, then she may well try to get in the mood more, and she may enjoy the sex that she's having more. And of course, you getting better at sex helps, which is why I have my podcast on like oral sex on women, for example. And uh, oh, and top 10 ways to make your highly sensitive wife like sex a lot more. And uh, a lot of other things, bucket list experiences, etc. So certainly you can get technically better. And massage and foreplay and all of these things that I've written and, and talked about. So if you get better at sex, then it also helps responsive desire. Because then she knows, all right, I'm not in the mood. Again, my set point is my set point. If I was married to Brad Pitt, it would be my set point. If I was married to a bridge troll, it would be my set point. That's my set point for wanting sex. But I now know that I can, in fact, enjoy sex at other times as well. And I'm willing to do that because my husband's a real good guy and I feel emotionally close to him. And you know what? He's somehow getting a lot better at sex, you know, after he started listening to the Dr. Psych Mom podcast. And uh, so, you know, I know I'm going to enjoy myself in the long run. But that does not mean that there is any still any impact on her drive from you being hot, not hot, um, anything, really. You are just not involved. So it's so funny because guys don't really ever make the connection with themselves. Your sex drive is a unique animal. That's inherent to you. But then somehow they think that their wife's sex drive is also dependent on them and what they do. Whereas their own sex drive, they assume to just be a natural biological part of who they are. 
So it has to be the same thing, right? You got to be consistent. Whenever you think about one gender in a way that makes the other gender seem just totally just so different and no overlap, then you really have to interrogate that, you know, because the reality is that people have their biological predilections and those are inherent and innate and really completely an independent factor that does not relate to anything else in the known world, including a mate. So think about it. Really think about it. And what it can do is it can make you stop blaming your wife, which is a lot of what I do in this podcast is I'm like, listen, there's no conspiracy. There's no bait and switch. The libido goes down. She had the same sex drive before as she does now. Here were all the red flags that you missed that she was never going to like sex, you know? And so why don't you stop blaming her and start thinking about how you guys can proactively work on this, which of course includes being the best person that you can be, uh, facilitating the education component, e.g. bringing her to a sex therapist or a couples therapist that talks about sex or listening to my stuff. Remember, do not do that if she hates my stuff um, or other people that she may hate less, you know, or reading the book Come As You Are or like whatever the fuck you do. You know, I talk about constantly options or just bringing it up. I heard about responsive desire, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, trying. You just got to try. But when you blame somebody, it stops you from even trying. Then you start doing all these things to like hack them, such as like being a man of mystery or working out all the time. You know what? Working out all the time is I have a whole podcast about this, but that leads to less sex for so many people because the woman's like, God damn, I thought he was a narcissist before. Holy shit. Since he started going to the gym, he is in fucking tolerable. I don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. All he does is look in the mirror. You know, all he does is look in the mirror and tell me if I noticed that the lady at Starbucks looked at his arms. No, she did not. She was looking at the wall behind him. What a dipshit, you know. So like that is not going to help (laughs) unless you are very overweight and she does not like that, in which case, obviously, yes, going to the gym, eating differently, certainly. But when these guys decide that, you know, what they really need to do to change their wife's sex drive is to, you know, start working out six hours a day. I really, I've not seen that work yet. Um, I have, though, had women tell me at individual therapy, the way that it works is I kind of have to tell him that I really like him going to the gym. Otherwise, he gets very sad. So, so yes, if your wife is a nice person, you know, or she has a particular fetish for bodybuilders, then then yes, then maybe it can help. But, but for the general woman, you are uh, actually listening to things that she Values in the marriage, you being more open-minded about things outside of the bedroom. Well, you go into couples counseling and you pushing the need for genuine, deep understanding about the biology behind female sexual desire. All of that will be a hell of a lot more expedient um, than working out constantly and sometimes just leaving the house for no reason and not telling her where you're going, which women with any self-esteem are not going to tolerate for three days before they have a real problem with you. All right. um, I will talk to y'all soon and have a great day. And thanks for listening.